Hello everyone, how are you doing? I would like to welcome you once again. It's time for building blocks for divine encounter. I would like you to know that today we are looking at what I call consistency. Consistency is the need of the hour. Consistency is that which will make you have what we call encounter at the end of the day. Jacob had his encounter. Elisha had his encounter. Daniel had his encounter. All because they were consistent. As you listen, God will bless you. Please share with your friends and make sure you learn and you act on it. God bless you. Hello everyone, how are you doing? Hope you have a lovely week. Once again, I welcome you to Moments of Encounter. By the grace of God, last week we were looking at building blocks for divine encounter. And I would like you once again this wonderful afternoon to journey with me as we go into the word of God. I know that a lot of us desire encounter. I remember what you've said that encounter makes you build memorial for God. Encounter is that which does not let you let go as a believer easily. I bless the day of my own encounter with God. I will always make reference to it. It's the reason why I keep standing. And like I say to people, no matter the amount of money in any currency you bring, I can't let go of God. It's more than gold. It's more than silver. It's what the disciples thought is worth dying for because they had the encounter. The early Christians were martyred because they had encounter. And by the grace of God today, we are looking at the second building block that can lead you to divine encounter. And by the grace of God, I'm speaking on what I call consistency. Last week, we looked at following. Today, we are looking at consistency. And consistency is key. Consistency is doing the same thing and knowing that one day it will yield the same result. Consistency is you being persistent in the things of God, in the things of the Spirit. And when you look at people in life, one of the problems we have in our generation is the problem of what I call vagabond anointing. You see people migrating from places to places, churches to churches, ministries to ministries, just migrating. But like, like a man of God once said that, we are not winning soul anymore. We are just having migrants, church migrants in our church, people that move around. And that problem in our generation is lack of consistency. And you know, consistency is that which brings what? Which brings results. If you look at the book of First, Second Kings chapter 2, pardon me, Second Kings chapter 2, from verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. You can see the mystery of following there. Elisha kept following Elijah. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. You know, there's a place called Bethel in the Bible. That is also a place of encounter. That was where Jacob named as a place of his own encounter. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. You can imagine it was consistent. When your leader was telling you and saying, don't worry, you don't have to go through this stress with me. You know what? You don't have to, you don't have to come for, you don't have to fast. You know what? You don't have to stress yourself. You don't have to go through this rigorous work. You don't have to do all this spiritual exercise. He said, no. He said, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came up to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord would take away your master?'" 
from over you today? And he said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Meaning one of the reasons why he was attaching himself to Elijah was because he knew he had a prophetic inclination as well as the sons of what? Of prophet, that God was going to take Elijah away and he knew that the only way he could get that prophetic encounter, the only way he could pick up the mantle, I've never read anywhere before in the Bible, according to the book of the prophets, whereby a servant, serving prophet wanted an encounter, last minute encounter. So many prophets died in the Bible with the mantle. So many prophetic people left the sands of time without transferring it. There was something that Elisha knew that this thing does not go back to heaven. Heaven does not need mantle. Heaven don't need the encounters. It's there on earth. They've, they have seen the real thing. They've experienced it life and direct. He said, do you know that the Lord will take away your master? And he said, yes, I know. I bless the prophetic every time. He said, keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me unto Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Can you imagine again? Everybody understood that something was happening. The prophetic is important to your words, to your moment of encounter. You must know that Kairos moment when Evans is ready to drop some, when there's a shift. It happens in meetings. It happens in your prayer time. It happens in your quiet time. There's always a Kairos moment when everyone is about to meet the earth. Now the sons of the two prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, it was no longer a news. They knew that the ministry of Elijah on earth was winding down. Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, yes, I know. Again, keep silent. Because these ones that were ready, that knew, but they didn't know what to do. If they go and share it too much, somebody will borrow them knowledge and say, you know what, let's, let's follow this man. Let him pray for us. Because I'm sure they were expecting the normal death, that Elijah would just sleep and not wake up. But Elisha knew what they did not understand, what was alien to them, what was not open to them. Elisha had an idea. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to what? To Jordan. You can see, stay here, please, meaning he was begging him. You know what? You don't have to stress yourself. You don't have to come. You don't have to do all this. There are so many sermons on the airwaves that tell you that there is no need for you to press in on God. So it's a finished work of grace. Grace has done it for you. No, that's not what my own Bible tells me. It says, but he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And 50 men, can you imagine? Of the sons of prophets went and stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water and it was divided this way and that. So that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. He knew his master would be taken away from him. And he was entering a level of what? Of what I call deeper journey with Elijah. But he was still ready to go ahead. Some would have turned back. When people hear that, oh, the office of your boss is winding down. Some would have jumped on and said, well, let me meet somebody else. Ah, They would have keyed into this other source of power. I said, well, 
this man that did not introduce me to anybody, let me quickly stay with these ones. I'm sure they were saying it to spite him that, you know what, the, your prophetic leader, the, the Elijah of that current time is about to go. So let us see what will become of his what of his servant. And the Bible says, and so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what may I do for you before I am taken from you? Do you know that if he had said, I'm turning back at that place called Bethel, he wouldn't have had this grace. If he had turned back at what? At Gilgal, he would have had this grace. If he had turned back at what? At Jericho, he wouldn't have had this grace. If the appearance of the words, of the torrent of words of Jordan had scared him back, he would have gotten that grace. But you know one thing that was sure, God does not forget consistent people. God has a way of compensating his children who are what? Who are consistent. God has a way of giving grace words to the humble. If you read it, he said it so well to him. And he said, you know what? Just go back. I know. I know, I know that the Lord is taking this man away, but I'm going to what? To get something out of him. I know Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. He refused to hear it. He pressed in. Then Elijah said, stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. But as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. They marched on. Jordan was that final point whereby he could have what? He could have turned back. But if you read the verse 9, it says, and so it was when they had crossed over, the letter said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you? You will never get this word, this grace of encounter until you press on. It was the consistency of Jacob all through the night that made the angel to look at him and say, okay, what do you want from me? And do you know what Jacob said? Look at the power of consistency. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. We have so many funny believers that just want to do what I call pick and go. They are not ready to stay consistent. They just want that what I call flashpoint miracle and they are out of God's sight. They just want what I call that childish toy-like breakthrough and they will just abandon God. Elijah, Elijah said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked for a hard thing. If you understand what consistency does, it delivers what is hard for others into your hands easily. There were 50 of them. There were two of them who stayed back. There were people that came to meet him and say, he's going to leave you alone. You know, you better join us. He was consistent. He said, nevertheless, if you see me when I am taking from you, it shall so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Do you know what that means? If he had not been consistent, if he had not pressed in, if he had not waited, if he had not stayed along on that journey, he would not have gotten it. There are mantles everywhere. There are encounters everywhere. The power of consistency can be overruled when it comes to what? For you to get in that divine impartation. If you look at the story of Daniel in the Bible, Daniel had a consistent prayer time. They knew when he was going to pray. They knew he was going to pray in the morning. They knew he was going to pray in the noon. They knew he was going to pray in the, in the evening. Even when he got home, the Bible says he opened his window. That's the power of consistency. Men who are consistent, they are men that receive great reward. Men who are consistent are men that ever will give the grace of what I call encounter to. All these men had their encounter. 
Daniel being consistent led him to a powerful prayer life, led him to have what we call a, a prophetic revelation every time in his life. Oh, your consistency can even lead you sometimes. It's not necessarily that it will lead you to high places. It led him to the lion's den. But it was in that lion's den again that his consistency showed him his reward. So if you are being consistent and all you see is what is good, there's a place of grace. And when you are consistent and all you see is downtime, the lion era, when everybody begins to charge at you, just know that that consistency will birth something very soon that will make the princes, that will make your mockers, that will make all your enemies to bow before you. And if you read it carefully, then it happened that as they continue on and talk, all through this period, I didn't hear that they were talking. But when he specified what he wanted, there was communication that suddenly a chariot of fire encounter appeared with horses of fire. This was not about the man who said, if you see me go and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by a wild wind into heaven and Elisha saw it and cried out, it is by seeing. That is one powerful building block. Consistency there. When you read the scripture very well, it is not by picking up the mantle. It's sometimes the mantle. When I read after this incident, I never read that it was the mantle that created a miracle for what? For Elisha in his ministry. It was just about seeing. The unction fell on him. The double portion fell on him by seeing. Yes, the mantle is good. The mantle will help you. The mantle is the experience. You've experienced that the mantle can what? Can divide Jordan. No wonder when he was coming back, it was the same mantle that divided what? The Jordan. And went up by one way to heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the child of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He also took up, look at it, added advantage. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of what? Of the Jordan. I won't go further, but I want you to know. And if I choose to go further, what I will tell you is that after he smote it and he shouted, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Look at this great example of persistence. All these men could have received what? The double portion. If only they were consistent. It was not just for one man. It could have been for the 50 of them, for the two of them. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. People notice the anointing, but they don't notice the consistency. People see the unction on you, but they might not be able to understand the level of what of consistency that you have put into it. They might not be able to see the level of what of divine restlessness that you have seen. They might not be able to understand how much intercession you've done. God tells you to start interceding. You start interceding. Whoever you're interceding for, you are not seeing any move of God on them. You are not even seeing any sign of salvation. Rather, they are going deeper into darkness. I tell you, consistency breaks down the wall. God might tell you, just, just make sure that you are serving me. And you start serving one year, there is nothing. That can be your own better. Oh, second year, that can be your own what? It can be your own Gilga. The third year can be your own Jericho. But I tell you, at the fourth year, it can be your own Jordan moment. But one day within that period, you are going to have the what? The moment whereby God will encounter you 
and it will release all the grace of your consistency on you. I want to tell you, there's a generation that we are having in our world today. Some call them the Genesis. Some of them call them the Genesis body. I've discovered that people in this age gap as ministers, one of the things they lack is consistency. Some of them, you have them working for, you have them as sisters, you have them as what, as brothers, you have them. And you know, sometimes because they make money early, because they see people, they are in a tech generation whereby it's easier to make money through what, through computers, through your phones, through your tablets, they lack the zeal of consistency. It is something that the enemy is taking away from our generation. What you have is the orin of spirit. People just want to hurry up. People just want to move. People just want to what? I just want to do it. You need to get yourself out of that. In the place of God, there is no hurrying out of his presence. What we do is to wait. We stay. We are consistent. Has he given you a time whereby you meet him? Has he given you a covenant time? Has he given you some specific assignment? And you have not seen any flashpoint that has even noticed you. You have not even seen that, oh, but I'm serving here, Lord. Lord, but I'm doing this for you. But Lord, I'm praying the way you have, I ought to pray. Lord, I'm doing this. What I tell you is this. There is a reward for consistency. You just look at the power of consistency being dished out by this prophetic man called Elisha. Last week, we looked at following. Today, we are looking at what? At consistency. Are you consistent in your prayer hour? Are you consistent? In your fasting life? Are you consistent in your word life? Are you consistent with your journey with God? Are you consistent with your evangelism? Are you consistent with your giving? Are you moved by your mood or you are moved by your God? Are you moved by your timing or you are moved by divine timing? Whatever you are doing right now, I beg you, I plead with you. Can you engage the ministry of consistency? I've given you the story of Jacob. I've given you the story of Elisha, I've given you the example of the man called what? Daniel. I can tell you that my life, I met one of my friends many years ago when I was gifted a brand new car. And something strange happened when he saw me. And that car was like the elite car of that year. It was a popular brand. And when he saw me, he looked at me and said, is this your car? I said, yes. I said, hmm, you know one thing I've seen about you? You've been consistent. I still had a friend coming in last week that I've not seen for 20 years. And he said, you've always said this is the work of God that you would do. You've said that God has called you. Beloved, if God calls you and you're not consistent on it, you can fail. If God leads you to a, on a journey and you're not consistent on that journey, you can fail. I just want you to know that whatever is not making you consistent, you need to get rid of it. There is no way, if it can be procrastination, get rid of it. It can be Mr. Flesh, get rid of it. It can be what I call looking at another man's clock. Oh, this person is, is gotten this. Just be consistent. You will get more than what they have. When we look, I can be this strange, orange spirit in our generation. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I've noticed that most times when you hurry out of the house, you forget important things. You forget your phones. You forget, sometimes you forget what you, are, what, you, what you even need where you are going to. I was driving one day and a man was driving out of what? Of a house. All of a sudden, on his car roof were flying papers. I knew that that thing that he was, that, that was flying around could have been the reason why he came for that meeting. But he left it on his roof and we were trying to chase him. There was no sign. I only God knew how we would get those things back. 
But if I check that kind of life, it must have been hurrying out of that place. He didn't even balance well to know what was going on around him. I beg you, as we journey to divine encounter, I want you to have that grace of consistency. I tell you, it pays. It pulls down the wall. It puts grace in your hands and it builds you up to prophetic encounter. As you go, I pray that the hand of the Lord will be mighty over you. Can we bow our heads? Father, I pray that Lord, you will grant your children the grace of consistency. Everything that wants them to leave your presence and go and borrow strange presence and come back to your presence. Everything called vagabond anointing, everything called wandering spirit, everything called inconsistency in your life is pulled down in the name of Jesus. By this prayer today, may you be consistent in the things of the Spirit. May the consistency that led that man called Apostle Paul to a level whereby he said, separate me, Paul and Silas, for the assignment that I've given him. That consistency that he had between his encounter and his second encounter, may it be relevant over your life. May the Lord keep you strong and may you have prophetic directions from this meeting. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. God bless you. Thank you for joining.